Hi everybody, on today's episode the boys have a guest that has been keen to join us for a while. Now he's either gonna try to put some sense into the conversation or stay too far into it and become a clown like the rest of us. We also have a potential sponsor back and that is sure to trigger someone, maybe even us, who knows. And by the way, I'm gonna skip the main conversation since I was still 20 miles away from any communication device at the moment. And no, I was not in Boise. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gits and Shiggles. Welcome to the Gits and Shiggles podcast. So after a few weeks of not doing uh, the potential sponsor segment, we realized, hey, um, Dicks by Mail doesn't want to sponsor us anymore, so we really need to reach out to bands to see if they would like to sponsor us. So this week's potential sponsor is one of our favorites, Alkaline Trio. Are you a fan of 30-plus-year-olds who seem to all have it figured out Still singing about death and despair? Do you enjoy bands with two singers who both sound like dog shit? Well then, Alkaline Trio is your band. Alkaline Trio is made up of Matt, Dan, and Derek, all of which are following Dan's lead of balding before the age of 40. Apparently, Matt doesn't even like Alkaline Trio, as he is officially Tom DeLonge's replacement in Blink-182. Could there be a lower replacement job on the planet? According to Tom, it's the lowest replacement job on Earth but not on Uranus. Matt must have had some serious issues with his own band if he thought replacing a psycho trying to time travel would be a step in the right direction for his career. If you're ever in Chicago, do yourself a favor and check out a hometown Alkaline Trio show. It will be way down the list after more successful bands like Rise Against, Fall Out Boy, and fucking Chicago on your list of bands to check out while in Chicago. Back at everybody with another week. Um, just, uh, gonna go around the room, kind of give a recap of how everything went down this week for us. Uh, how was your week to this week, Trent? Uh, boring as shit. A lot of work. Uh, I missed, it sucks because, uh, starting tomorrow, I work from 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Uh, I wish I had that shift Agony. last week. No, because I wish I had that, that shift started last week because I would have, been able to see both Paris as well as Foster the People Only for free would too. You want to see them fucking for free. Pumped up kick, would... shooting up schools and shit. Fuck that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it would be a dope show. My first thought when when Trent said he had to go to work early, I was like, "Night, night, keep your booty hole tight." What <laughs> 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 yeah, what about you, Dre? You're looking there like you're just playing video games. Not even giving a fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot of painkillers. Is your shoulder hurting, little baby? <laughs> yeah, it's so fucked. I find Dude, out, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how it's still. It's such. It's still such a big lump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's huge. <laughs> it's fucked. It's so fucking sore, and I can't like. I'm sleeping on my couch at the moment because it's like actually more comfortable than my bed. 
because I can't move on my couch. Because, like, in my sleep, I'm, like, pretty restless. So I, like, move around a lot and lay funnily on my... Um, funnily? Funnily. Did you just say funnily? Is that a word? Like you get, like you get funneled no. into the couch. No, funnily, F-U-N-N-I-L-Y. That's a word. That is yeah, not whatever a word. word for that. It's just called funny. That's no, funny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I reckon I'm gonna Google that. I reckon that's a real word. No, but it's not. I can funnily, guarantee you. I reckon it's a real I'll word. I bet my. Even <laughs> even I know it's a real word, and I'm the one who fucks up speaking English. You know it's like, a real. Word. Oh look, that guy said that real funnily. Or oh look, that guy said that real funny. Thank you, Brennan. Funnily enough <laughs> is a word. Fuck you, cunt. Funny enough. Funnily. Funnily enough. With an L? In Yeah, F-U-N-N-I-L-Y. <laughs> no. What are they teaching Google you down cunt. under? Learn a fucking... Oh, yeah. No, but you have you have Google Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's wrong. You don't <laughs> exist. You're fucking wrong. Like, yeah, that word exists, can't. It's, it's, how re- them, uh, it's a real thing. How them Seahawks do, though? Seahawks fucking killed the Giants. Funnily yeah, enough. Funnily enough, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you keep using that real word, noise. it's not going to be that funny. I'll make it a real word. <laughs> hey Trent, I have a question for you. If you like, you went down to Niagara Falls, right? Yeah. If you go up to it, is it called Viagra Falls? <laughs> <laughs> and do you have to get assistance if you've been there for more than four hours? <laughs> no, Niagara Falls is the Canadian side. Uh, Viagra Falls is the American side. Yeah, because we get it up. <laughs> and we it's also a weak stream. A, a what? A weaker stream. <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, hey, I've heard the same thing. As long as the seed works, you know? You use what? The, the right as long as the seed works. Hey, there you go. Sorry, by Or you had a decent week. Be long. Yeah, same old, same Boring. old, nothing new, man. How's the kid doing at football? Uh, this week sucked. He, like, gave up, like, a few big plays. <laughs> Let's just say he's make in him contract year, and I don't know if they're going to be picking up the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make him walk home? <laughs> <laughs> I just tied a rope around his waist and drove, like, seven miles an hour through the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> That's classic, dude. <laughs> I can't wait for when my kids in sports, man. I'm gonna be that parent. I know it. And I'm, it's, and I'm gonna like have to fight it. It's just gonna go bad. What sports are you gonna force him into? Or a divorce lawyer listening to this podcast? That was clearly <laughs> a joke. <laughs> Neil, real quick, what what sports are you gonna put your kid in? Uh, probably baseball because I want him to fucking make bank. Competitive well, drinking. No, no. You gotta put your kid into hockey, man. Get him in hockey. Why would you want to get hockey? It's like super dangerous, and you don't get paid that much. A guy because literally Trent had a heart attack the on the ice of us all. And, can't, and did not leave the game. <laughs> no, you gotta put him into hockey, right? And then when he turns eighteen, he's gonna get drafted. The lease will pick him up, and it'll be your, the happiest moment in your life. But it won't. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and after you lose all those teeth, you can have a good career being a uh, giving ZJ's out in the street. Yeah, I was just going to say, ZJ's under the bridge and fucking. They don't need a Zamboni when you could suck the ice clean. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we've got a buddy of the show on. Actually, he pretty much uh, helps us keep this shit going. Our boy Artie out in L.A. who had a pretty fucking cool week. Uh, tell us what, who you met just strolling along at the fucking grocery store, Artie. Uh, I've met uh, Travis Barker from uh, Blink-182. Um, some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty uh, awesome because I've uh, been a fan of the band for a while and uh, got to check that off the list of uh, uh, meeting him, saying hey, and took a picture and stuff. It was awesome. He was super nice. What was in his cart and or basket? He was uh, he was actually uh, at the like hot bar food area, kind of just like finishing eating up like a lunch. So he didn't have anything with him, but it was uh, him and uh, uh, his son, I guess. Um, it's, so yeah, they were just I guess live nearby or something. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure not to I don't stalk them, not creepy like that. But uh, damn, I would I would do that. In a That's not what you said earlier. You would, <laughs> I thought uh, you no, told us that he was in the produce we section. He was in the produce section trying to buy some beats. Some beats, yeah. Saying, Can a drummer get some? <laughs> I hate that. Stupid dad jokes, bro. <laughs> but we're so, laughing. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It, it, the, the, the dad jokes carry the show. <laughs> carry you too. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be the same person. You would, you couldn't live without dad jokes. <laughs> I, I get carried by dads. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my dad carried me. <laughs> he did for he did for probably three days or so. <laughs> yeah, Daddy wasn't there. No, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> um so we had already we decided to have Artie on this week because Artie is the American Rainer. For those of you that know, know, Rainer Ho is one of our friends from an online group who lives in Singapore, but has easily one of the most extensive record collections I've ever seen in my life. Um, R.I.P. Dead Format. But um, yeah, he I, is... I was going to organize a march and have Rainer be in it so he could Rainer on my parade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> but yeah, so so Artie is that he is he is all about the vinyls, plural. Man. He's dressed in vinyl right oh, now. No. Yeah, the plural and, vinyl is vinyl, isn't it? Yes, yes I know, I know, I know. Yes. I believe it's I believe it's vine a. I yeah, vanilla. Ready, go it. die. <laughs> it's fun- funnily enough, it's vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Still a word. You so yeah. Get. Uh, we just, I just had, I just wanted to have him on because I thought it would be a cool topic to talk about. We've dabbled in it before, um, with my sweet soundbar hookup and no bass. Um, <laughs> so, Artie, first of all, it's called a soundbar because it only sounds good if you're hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate. So, Artie, go uh. ahead and tell, tell, start at the beginning where your infatuation with the records came from and like collecting them talk about your childhood too you, why yeah why don't you why don't you just talk about like how you came up and started <laughs> being uh being a fan of uh the punk rock man 
like the beginning, the way. Mm-hmm. The, the so beginning, when you beginning. left your dad's balls. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was a f- February 6, 1985. Snowstorm is coming down in New Jersey. No. Snowstorm. <laughs> um, uh, pretty much. Uh, I guess I was maybe like, uh, like fourth, fifth grade, and uh, I stumbled. Like MTV was on. It was playing music videos at the time, and. Uh, no, Green they don't Day. play music videos. But I wouldn't know what that's like. It was it was awesome. It was a a better time. But I, I Green Day's basket case blew my mind. Like that, I remember being like, I need to get whatever this is the album of it. Um, it was it just yeah, it was awesome. And uh, after that, I kind of got hooked. I got into like uh, Blink shortly after. Um, I think it was like Dude Ranch might have been out or coming out, but damn it, was definitely the selling point and. Just kind of got into like a, a growing up in, in southern New Jersey with just uh, being a, a, a kind of a scene where a lot of uh, bands in the, you know, uh, late 90s, 2000s era were coming out of there and, and all that. But uh, it, it, there was just a lot going on. So I just went down a rabbit hole of like bands and labels and. And how, uh, just, how close were you to like Brand New and Take It Back Sunday and all that stuff coming they, out of there? They were, uh, they weren't far. They were like, uh, they were in New York, so they're probably like an hour and a half, two hours away, maybe. Um, but they, uh, okay. they played like VFWs in the the early phases of stuff. I kind of missed out on a lot of that stuff. Um, right. Bands, okay. uh, bands. I got to see like uh, in in the smaller places. I guess like uh, My Chemical Romance would be uh, probably like one of the wow. ones. Uh, so uh, I saw them in like VFWs. Uh, they're only November. Uh, at the time, I was in a band, very active, trying to to get to, into those VFWs to play myself and uh, compete in that whole fun game of that. But uh, it was cool. Grew up in a rad spot because Philly was uh, less than an hour away. Um, New York, hour and a half, two hours. Like I said, you can hop on a bus and be there like in no time. And uh, uh, yeah, it was cool. There was a lot going on, and you can kind of just uh, go into these new areas and go to shows i had my first like local punk show i was like 15 or 16 in philly uh, a buddy of mine handed me a yingling and i was like what is what is going on right now um, but it was cool <laughs> it was fun it was neat uh and i think to go back to the vinyl question a big part of it that i liked it was like a community of it i liked how the labels did exclusive stuff like variants and keeping it limited uh my biggest like uh bummer of all that though is I would. I didn't start collecting records maybe until I was after college, because um, I would always be like, "Oh, I'll pick it up later. I'll pick it up later." Because um, CDs were just easier, you know, driving around in your car or playing. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, but uh, a bummer, because I think of Unless all the you. albums. <laughs> I think of all the uh, albums I held, and were just like, "Oh man, like the saves the days through being cool, like first pressing of it." I always uh, in, a, wow. in a boardwalk record store, like holding it in my hands and be like, eh, I'll just, I'll pick it up next time I'm down here. You know, whatever. No big deal. Are and, you saying uh, you were too cool for through being cool? I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, Damn. but no, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was cool. It was a, a good area to grow up in at the time for that. Uh, I bet you saved that day. Oh, <laughs> that being from New oh Jersey too, I, I uh, appreciate all the saves the day jokes. Um, and as far as like, I guess as far as when you started collecting, like what what was the first one you picked up, and like how did it 
become this like obsession because yeah, like, how did it chris con you kind of like rest? you kind of like got me into it too but at the same time like i had had a handful of like friends around here that were getting into it and at the end like you know i kind of got into it when people were like oh we're gonna do limited runs of stuff now like because it was almost dead you know what i mean yeah yeah See, that, that it's uh i guess for that it would it'd probably be uh, around college, uh, I can't even think of what year that would be, uh, 2005, 2006-ish, seven, around there, um, just kind of um, going out to the record stores, and it's uh, when I got involved with, uh, with you know, the street teaming and stuff with Vagrant, and uh, uh, it was cool because I was in or- uh, Orlando, or, well, Winter Park, um, Florida at the time, and uh, it was kind of just like a... Uh, a weird point in a lot of tours that their bands were doing where uh, the bands would run out of stuff or they would send me things to bring to the band. So I got to go to a lot of shows down there and just like for helping out or hanging out, like get a record or go to the record stores and just dive in more and seeing it. And like, you know, I should start collecting again. And then after uh, getting more involved with Vagrant, um, having the opportunity to raid their warehouse and uh, nice <laughs> um, take advantage of some of that opportunity and being on warp tour making friends with other labels, kind of, you know, trading stuff off and all that. I, I thought of those times, I guess, where uh, I had the record in my hand and was like, you know what, I, I can do this now. Let's let's get a record collection going because I'm getting these awesome releases that are limited and, you know, uh, tour variants where you can only get there, like, in the warehouse. Like, they yeah. even had out-of-print stuff that are still, like, there. And it's, you know, you're like, oh, cool, this What's is awesome. What's the address? <laughs> somewhere out here let's go we'll, we'll raid them out now but but um but uh, yeah it, with my orlando magic <laughs> it was uh it was cool though it was uh it definitely got hooked <laughs> i definitely got real hooked into it and and i probably have about like maybe close to a thousand uh albums Holy maybe shit. like I would count uh, seven inches in there. I have a lot of seven inches, but not as much as I have LPs. Uh, I kind of. I wish just, I had a seven inch. I just like I'm more into the twelve inches. So I, I know prefer some a little bigger. All of the seven inches. I, need, I, need a, I prefer a little bigger and more girth on mine. You know what I mean? Yes. A little splatter. Yes. Ooh, what's the splatter? Cost extra. Uh, um. So. Okay, so when I last saw you in Philly, what was the collection at then? Because I saw that and I was like, I walked in and I was just like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" Um, <laughs> like it was, th- it was, it was like to to give you guys a an idea. It was just like a like a five or five five by five or six by six like cubby hole thing that was on the wall. Just f- every every hole <laughs> was full of records. Every hole was filled. Yeah. Every hole was filled. With every <laughs> one of them. They were inches. just packed to the brim. That's how I like yeah. it. <laughs> of sevens and twelves. I love all my holes filled. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like uh, that... Uh, to be honest, maybe a little less. There was a point where moving from Philadelphia to California, uh, I kind of purged my collection a little bit, which is yeah. some some stuff that was silly. Nothing like I have some stuff that I would never sell. I have multiple tiers of things, but you know the dollar bin stuff that you're like, am I going to really listen to like I don't I can't even think of an example like some comedy record or like you know Nickelback. So my Nickelback. Right. No, that would be under the collection I would not sell. Nickelback is a keeper. <laughs> All right. It's right next to like this pristine photograph. Yes. 
I have autographs of the band, all backstage pass, everything. Disclaimer, I do not like Nickelback. So. I, I want the people to know. I don't want to lose, you know, friends. No, but uh, it's uh, between the move and coming out here, it was uh, – I, I had lost some stuff, but I feel like uh, Amoeba Records is an amazing record store that's you out fuck here if you guys yes. are ever – I went. Yeah, I saw, out. When I was over in LA, I went and checked it out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I could spend a lot of money here." But and it's, every time I but go in there, I you. find something that like I would never expect to find. Actually, a few weeks ago, um, browsing through like the ten inch bin, they have like you know you bring in the used records and people's collections. Uh, this uh, off weird side project Matt Skiba did with Adam Willard from uh, the. Uh, offspring right did he play for the offspring but yeah offspring and now he's against me yeah and against me and i think he played for angels and airwaves for a bit but anyway yeah. him and matt skibba did like two albums that are very like old alkaline trio-esque um sitting there for like six bucks each <laughs> sold let me get them and uh <laughs> I, it's i was Dude. stoked because every time i'm in there i find something aw- awesome or for like you know it's it, I, re- I highly recommend going there it's if so you guys uh, yeah. are ever out here so it's yes it's it's an amazing store but um yeah I'm being uh, slightly hard yeah, yeah I, I do feel that way going in there every time it's like and it's so big and overwhelming in there there's like so much shit records and dvds and see it's like a warehouse you're just like you, you just step in this giant room full of okay um, pop culture media and you're like it's so that's it's, like it's, it's our that's like our sonic boom in toronto is th- what it sounds like we have I've never our, been to sonic boom I, th- I i think i've been to that record store is that like a multiple floor one like you kind of enter in and you can go down like in a basement yeah so like the main no, floor is like where it's right. a lot is <laughs> that happened a few times yeah, in Canada. yeah no the, <laughs> Yeah, no, the uh, main floor is, like, where all the pop culture stuff is, and that's where they have a lot of their, like, very valuable ones that they hang up on the wall, and that's where they have, like, their discount bin as well, and then you go downstairs, and that's, like, the main vinyl part of it, and, like, CDs and T-shirts. I feel like I've been in there. I, uh... It was by Chinatown. Yes, I... I I think the CDs would be in the basement. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, I, I think even there, I, I, I was there helping a friend's band do like a couple one-off shows, and uh, we stumbled across that, that record store, and um, I'm trying to remember what I got there, but I, I walked out, oh, I got a, a Clockwork Orange soundtrack in there, I feel like. Okay. Was, yeah, it was awesome. I was like, this is, okay, this is cool. <laughs> so, that's, I kind of want to talk about that too, real quick. So, you just mentioned that you're picking up soundtracks left and right, so you just, you don't stick to just the... The good old fashioned punk rock and scene oh, weenies and emo music or metal or whatever. Yeah, you just, have, you, you just like vinyl. I have a lot of stuff. We have uh, uh, but my girlfriend included. She she's a big David Bowie fan, so we have a huge okay. David Bowie. Uh, she's probably her, her Bowie and my Blink are like tied up um, with like how much we take we take up in there. But I've got Beatles, the Beach Boys, George Harrison stuff to like yes. you know. Uh, Alexis right Sunfire, Angels and Airwaves, you know, uh, Wesley Willis, if you're familiar with who that is, just nope. random, obscure uh, stuff that came out on old hardcore labels. I, I have all cool. kinds of stuff, like Orson Welles' uh, radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds, oh, um, cool. uh, soundtracks, oh. uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I don't limit myself. I kind of like, that's, 
uh, one of the other cool reasons with records it's like there's just a lot of unique stuff that came out when like people were just putting stuff out you know like you can get old radio broadcasts or like musicians would like go into studios and not have the power of pro tools to clean up all their mistakes and you know you had real talented bands so it's just awesome to like get lost and just like i'll buy stuff if a name is cool or a cover is is rad um, right okay yeah. Know, yeah so it's you know it's 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 cool with that you know being one of the fun things about about vinyl uh you know there's just so much stuff out there and like dollar bins you know for a buck or two you could find the coolest shit out you know what i mean like just digging through some crates um give me give me your top three favorite records that you have Oh man! Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay, this this one I know Neil's gonna be stoked with, and I say it just because it's got like thrice. It, it wins. It is a thrice. Oh, oh, I tried to I tried to buy this shit from him a handful uh, of times. No, it's, no wonder it comes in at number three. It's it's, <laughs> it's this one. I don't know. Maybe it's up there. I can't. It's hard to rank these because this one wins on like presentation overall. Like. The albums are rad. The band's cool, but it's just it's limited. But they pretty much for the Alchemy Index put out this uh, bound book where it's not it, like each page houses each of the uh, uh, albums uh, pressed on a ten inch record, and then the variant is based off the album. So for Fire, it's like clear with red in it, and like Earth looks like a marble thing. Um, it's stamped with like gold foil, numbered out of three thousand, I believe. Um, it's just awesome. It looks cool. It's just, if you saw it and you were like, wow, that's, that's pretty rad right there. But, uh, uh, to make it extra awesome on top of it, um, doing stuff with Vagrant, the privilege to do a thrice signing and had those, uh, with me. So I was like, well, um, I gotta do this. So can you guys sign this please? And they signed it. So it's like, I upgraded it to the deluxe version of, you can get that. Uh, so that one, that right one on. is pretty up there for my collection. Uh, other ones, uh, Thrice is up there, but it's not, they're not, I'm not Neil, I'm not as diehard yeah, as Neil as with Thrice. For sure. They, they, they are awesome though. I, I enjoy a lot of their, their earlier, uh, their, their newer stuff is good too. Their latest album's pretty good, but they're, uh, it's, it's, it, they're more as a nostalgic <laughs> band for me. So, uh, uh, just with, with growing up and playing music and stuff and, um, but anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of what my other two would be. There's just so many to to choose from. Oh, I know another one. Uh, I have Blink's uh, Cheshire Cat first pressing, and uh, it's a different pressing because the eyes are red on the uh, on the first version of it. Um, and uh, so that kind of makes it a little unique. Um, and then uh, I need one more, right? Yeah, one more. What could it be? Number one, man. Uh, falling in reverse. I do not have any falling in reverse. Uh, I prevail. I do not have any of that either. Um, Thank God. You know what? I'm going to have to say, it's hard. Like, I want to say albums for what they are, for the nostalgic reason, cause, and they're awesome, but I get, I'm trying to like think of something that could be... Oh, you know what? Um... I do have another one. I have a test pressing of uh, the I Am The Avalanche self, uh, self-titled. Um, hmm. Not that big of a band, but it's cool because I don't have a lot of test presses. So I'll just throw okay. that in the category. Um, those are just neat, neat, you know, more limited. I think it's out of 25. Um, so 
Those are so hard to get my hands on. Every time I see somebody like selling a test press, it's like they either want honest to God anywhere. Like it could be the smallest band, but they still want 75 bucks for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just can't, I just can't, I can't like, I wouldn't pay $75 for like, um, what's a mediocre band that I like? Um, no use for no use for a name. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't pay seventy five dollars for no use for a name. Uh, that was a test press. Uh, but no, I, yeah, test presses are tough. I see those blank ones on somebody's trying to sell those on like eBay, and I like want those so bad, but I'm like I can't because they're like at least like two to three hundred, and that is ridiculous. And fucking. Insane, I got man. I got a yeah. question. What's up? Do you, are, are you like a bit of an audiophile, or do you just have a shit set up like Trent and Neil? I I have uh, I don't have the best setup ever. I, I am an I am an audio I, I guess an audiophile somewhat. I can't I don't want to know what you fully describe yourself as it, but I am I am a I'm a recording nerd. I yeah. like recording. Bands an audiophile and stuff. is somebody who likes really young audios. Uh, really young, Jesus. young and clean. The youngest of the audios. <laughs> nice. On touch. Trim. Yeah. So I think uh, I should leave. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're like tainted. You Catholic priest, them audiophile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like so like the whole, like I'm all about. I love vinyl and stuff, but I I refuse to do it because I know how much it will cost me. But I yeah. I just I I can't. I don't understand people, Neil, and Trent, like how you yeah. your your setup is just. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother if I didn't. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't bother unless I was spending a couple hundred dollars on a like decent set of like studio speakers or something yeah. like that. Like, and that, that's yeah. No, obviously, uh, that's the big thing with me, right? Like, I have certain records I have not played once. That's what I mean. I wouldn't even because I, I want. I want a better player. A decent, like, that's what I mean. I wouldn't risk damaging them on a shit system. So, like, that's trans, no, exactly trans right. That gets the snickle fritz. It's tough. I, I agree. It's I, you know, I, I, uh, with moving out out here in China, survive on the West Coast. That that's a, a new record player system would be the last thing I should be looking at as much as I want one. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's tough because a lot of the like it's weird with records and, and knowing some of the stuff about recording and uh, trying to appreciate the fidelity of what a record is. Um, yeah. You want to have the best player, but the the kind of thing that makes me feel better with having a mixed collection. Of course, I'd love to hear a lot of those older records that the bands recorded on tape, and it was like tape the whole time. But yeah. the shit the shitty thing is with music nowadays and the digital era, um, bands still do record on tape, but it's dumped into Pro Tools anyway, so it doesn't have that full tape feel front to back tone. Of course, you have to be. One of those like audiophile like nerds yeah. to and like have a good ear to, to fully yeah. hear that, but like yeah, but like you know to really appreciate it, level, you're looking at but yeah, tens of thousands of dollars I, anyway for. A... I, I would love a system where I could appreciate those older records that are on tape, and then here you know because even with as as uh, the digital age came, it, it opened up the opportunity where you can hear multiple uh, tracks of just layered guitar stuff, and and it's it's awesome because. Right. It just opened up a broad, like an, a new door of like recording and, and music coming out and stuff. And uh, at, at the same time, also hurting it because you're letting people that shouldn't be making music make music with like auto tune <laughs> and stuff like that. But that's a whole other discussion. The dance floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So it, it's it's tough when it, with that whole thing. I would love definitely. I agree with 
with having a, a good player yeah. and system. I, I do not have the I, best. I just, it, it's I'm, just like lately I'm just getting really... Like a lot of my friends actually have started collecting vinyl here, but they like go out and buy a $50 player and they, yeah. and they just put it on for the reason that it's a vinyl. So it's like, it's actually a hipster thing to do. It's not that they, the sound quality is not there, obviously, because you could probably get the same out of an MP3 through that yeah. same speaker yeah. system that they have. Yeah. And I'm like, why bother? Like that, it, it just, it, it triggers me. I'll answer that question real quick. the The main reason I do it, and like you know, y'all just y'all cake the shit out of me because of my soundbar and everything. But like, well, unlike like, your system, Dre's th- just giving you flack. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best idiot. one you've done in a while. I have to give you that. Yeah, I know, right? That's fucking good. But like, one of the things that I like is when I buy records, I either buy them because they're albums that I love and I'm like, I gotta have like the vinyl of it or it's like an album that is an album that I don't skip tracks on. So I can literally put it on and it just plays and I flip it one time and it just plays like there's no skipping, no nothing. It's just nice to have on as background music. You know, you're cleaning, you're, 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 you're picking up around the house. You might just be hanging out. Like, I don't know. Maybe you like to hang out and play uh, with your tech deck and baseball cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and just want to listen yeah. to some music in the background. No, I, so I, I get that. That's a, that's a that's th- that's something cool to do. And you know, you don't have to. I mean, sure, you could come back. I could come back to my computer and turn on iTunes, but there's nothing. There's nothing to hold. There's nothing like. There's no substance to that to that double click and start an album on iTunes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's 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 one thing for you, Dre, actually as well. So, because I know you're a huge video game buff, um, do you prefer <laughs> buying your games physically or digitally? I need to buy them physical. Why? Because I can take them to my friend's house. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> and I can trade them like, in when I'm but- tired of them. Why would you do that? Oh, that's, okay, fuck you. Okay, so the point I'm trying to point across is um, for a few people, especially with me, the reason why I started collecting vinyl and started buying it was because more I, I love the concept of it, but also I am a sucker for fucking displaying shit. Like I have all my CDs displayed. I have all my vinyl displayed. I have all the uh, movies I bought displayed, right? It just It's same with video games, right? It just feels so comforting to see all that. And like I know people like some just sitting there. (laughs) Wait, whose money? Mine. How much did it cost to blow them? (laughs) The have money on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I I I don't know. I suppose I I do that with Lego, so I can't really complain. (laughs) Dude, I mean it's it's check out. the bobbleheads, you know. Yeah, what I mean? those pop things and shit. But <laughs> yeah, I got those too, so, man. See, like, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just more. Yeah, I, I get it. Space, I get it. Uh... Yeah, you're right. It's so funny. Neil. Oh, spin on a finish. What you're saying? I was gonna chime in and just say, like, for the point, even I, when I wasn't collecting, when I was nerding out on record labels, a lot of the labels were kind of doing the limited vinyl thing. So I feel like involved in like that punk community, uh, like the early '90s, like late into the late '90s they were still like doing the variants and pressing it. So I, there was a community involved with it, like the yeah. collecting aspect and it carried over, you know, of course, when people find out you can make money off of something, they're like, Oh, how do we get into it? And then 
it blows up and then urban outfitters has like a exclusive variant which is like kind of a bummer because you just see all these represses and just everybody trying to cash out on it but mm-hmm. you know with that whole collecting and that mindset for me you know even just wanting that and uh, yeah. you know having that physical media looking at it displaying it i completely agree with that like just having it looking at the booklet or some of the exclusive stuff like with uh, blink's cheshire cat like you'd get a different cover if you had that on vinyl and you know they some some people think a little bit m- m- a bit more into it but um and to chime into with neil playing it not having to skip a song there's so many times yeah. where i put on a record and i'm just like wow this is cool because like sometimes when you know bands want to create an album like they think of the order of the song so you're hearing it yeah. in its entirety because yeah. i'm guilty of skipping yeah I, I i spend half my drive to work skipping songs i feel like and i'm like man this is annoying yeah. like i want the perfect song for right now and i'll eventually get to yeah. it but with a record you're forced to to, to like kind of hear it and hear it for like the way it was supposed to be and like the flow of songs for the bands that wanted to do it that came into it you know with that mindset like I want to put this one here, you know, and there's yeah. Yeah, I, all I kinds of that. tricks, you know. But yeah, so but at the same time, it's stupid. It takes up so much space. <laughs> it's expensive. Well, it, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's fun to have that and to find those random things digging in the crates and being nostalgic and being like, oh, I remember this movie growing up. This is rad for two bucks, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. there's like so much to it that, you know, it's it, it, the collecting aspect is fun. Especially now, you talking about like the like expense of it. Like especially now that it's just completely blown up, and that like bands don't even care about releasing a CD anymore. They care about They're releasing playing. an album yeah. around yeah. With how at least when two the or three rec- different yeah. variants. They need exactly. That's what yeah. that's yeah. like. What Shane's like saying, like they can have the album finished for months, and it's just waiting for the vinyl print to to actually yeah, yeah. for the pressing plant to come yeah, in to with copies release. yeah to get yeah. out yeah. that's ridiculous that that how yep. it's come full circle though for that yeah mm-hmm. one point i want to agree on though with uh ari's the whole how sometimes Artie? vinyls already <laughs> my bad art fuck it's me eh? it's um, <laughs> right with the whole um how vinyls sometimes have different album cover to the cd because even the even now, like Queens of the Stone Age for villains, they did the same thing. They have a special variant version of the cover where instead of like it's because uh, the cover it's mainly all white, and this it's like dark blue the entire thing except for the because the cover it's um I don't remember his name I just know him as Ginger Ginger Elvis Josh the singer Josh, thank you Josh Homer. but it's him with like, yeah it's him with the like. Like with a devil demon thing, like block, oh, like yeah. blocking his eyes, right? He would totally so do that. Uh, the special, the Such special va- uh, vinyl variant, it's all blue except for the devil and his eyes. His yeah. eyes are the only. Other I know what are you're talking too. about. Yeah, I saw it's pretty that. dope. Yeah. I, I bet yeah, his house with a blue little window and a. Blue I've been wanting to shut off. And then you have people like Jack White who like pushes the envelope and what you can press Dude, i've never been it, a big white stripes fan or jack white fan but that like lazaretto my, i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that had it had a thing where you you could you drop the needle and it could there's an alternate intro an acoustic full band one and it was a 50 50 chance wow that's pretty the cool really dropped. there's like uh, a track on the inside of like the uh where the sticker label is there's a hologram yeah. on it there's like uh, something with this speed 
uh, he's put out besides that record, like the uh, he's very modest about it too. If you look up videos, he's always like the first that they know of to do it, but like the first ever scented vinyl. He put like I think like roses in it, and it smelled like roses. And yeah, he's he's wow. he's, he's kind of cool. He's like. Cool pushing so, the envelope of like what you can do with that media too and it's uh just kind of keeping it interesting the people that look at it that way are like ordering the songs and like you know besides the urban outfitters like oh can we just get a color on that yeah. and give you guys like a few thousand bucks oh, yeah know, that's like, exactly what they that, did for the brand that's new. What, yeah exactly they yeah. had the clear one for brand and paris did the same thing too they had yeah. the um the that, black and white splatter that jack white like the white stripe that's fucking awesome but that dude's like a fucking Savant or whatever. Let me, like, he's fucked. So, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, check he's, this he's out. His own pla- on his own planet. <laughs> so, it, I, I'm glad you brought him up. This guy is a, like, you talk about, like, mad scientist genius. This guy is the truth, man. So, what yeah. he did was, like, like he start, like he how that whole label got started. He said, you know what? I, I really want to do this. I loved our records that we put out and I love the sound of them. So I want to put out more music and that's what I like. That's what I want to focus on. So he started his, of, of course, like he's got the money to do it, you know, like started his own record label and he bought the machines that press everything on like good faith that they would work. Like he bought them from like fucking Croatia, like, like a Damn. factory in Croatia like he brought, I think, I think they said like eight or nine of them and he had them shipped over. He had, he had somebody who like restores like machinery like that, come out, restore every, everything. And every single one of them works. And he just prints like random crazy shit like that. That's pretty it is awesome, so actually. cool what he did, man. Like I'm, That's dope. like I'm a huge, huge Jack White fan and he's doing it all out of like, on his own dime, you know what but, I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. Like, the guy's like a millionaire, but, but still, but, but like, he's, like, to to fund that entire th- like thing is. He's always awesome. had that like mentality. Though like, he's like, yeah, he's made a lot of money with his shit, but he's uh, like a purist for music. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and he puts out stuff all the time too. He did like he had his uh in his warehouse. He'll do a thing where. To like record a live show and just press the vinyl right That's there, so and like nice. he's done. Awesome. Co- Conan O'Brien's band has done it. Like he's done other artists. Like he, I, even when I was in living in Philly, he had a tour go around with like this mobile like merch shop, and the band, some band, one of his bands were driving it and would play a show at the record store, and then in it sell like exclusive things that only his like label had that he had saved That's, for that. That's pretty it's, cool. He's he's kind of just That's keeping insane. it, like, you know, like the whole music. The, you know, not only the musical side of it, but the fan side, and the passion, like the playing yeah. the show and all that, yeah. like alive with it, you know. And uh, it, I've never, I haven't been to it, but his that's the Third Man Studio. You, okay, it's like you can go into there. It's a record store, and uh, apparently he has one of um, like the only working units where you can go in and record a seven inch like right on the spot. It's like a booth, a fo- like a sound booth. You go in, and uh, a buddy of mine did it. He went in and like recorded a song, so and you walk cool. out with it pressed like thirty minutes later on a seven inch. And it's just cool because uh, you know he's just keeping keeping the cool aspect of music alive. A few All right, guys, ago. <laughs> we got we got fly. We got to do this. Press our uh, our nice little podcast on a seven inch. A nice segment and. Get that, just, really. that means you gotta get to fucking uh, where does where does he live? Tennessee, some shit like that. Yeah, I think it's in, in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. yeah, let's get going. Let's fly. Um, I hear my voice, I'm dude. A f- a well, <laughs> wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be seven a C? Uh, 
Jesus seven. Christ. <laughs> I don't even get that one. Seven, eight, seven nine, ten, ten. It's a seven inch, not a ten inch. I don't get it. If you're, if you're oh getting a seven God, inch pressed, you wouldn't do it in Tennessee, Neil. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I see. I see. It's a seven nice. <laughs> it's pretty bad when you have to fully explain the joke. <laughs> I, it, yeah, that was, that was I, I, just, I just love those reactions. I can pick up every like, single uh, shitty joke uh, Brendan uh, makes straight didn't, away. It didn't didn't register. Artie, Artie, are you married? No. Oh, okay, I good. guess kind of, but not, not officially. Not like by right. the you know. Is it not legal like where you ring. are? Fiance. <laughs> Girlfriend, no, no. boyfriend, Go, girlfriend. <laughs> it's not legal in uh, Australia. Well, she can, she can pause the the podcast and maybe fast forward a couple couple minutes. What's the most you've ever spent on a on a record? <laughs> ah, <right. laughs> nice. Uh, that is a good question. Uh, I feel like the most I've ever spent, I would say, like one hundred fifty. It wasn't. I never would get too crazy. That's I kind of. There's a few sites out there, and I'm I'm a message board nerd. And what there's was message it? boards. This blank bootleg I got. Um, I ch- I try to get a. I've been into collecting bootlegs a lot more. Um, but it's one side's like a live album of it, and then the other side was the Enema of the State demos. Okay. Um, so it's kind of cool because it's the demo version of uh, <laughs> like they're them practicing in a recording studio. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little bit for that. But uh, you know, I, that that that'd be the only band I'd ever really go crazy on uh, spending. What I did is... get her. I did get her an expense. Uh, I got her a box set, a Bowie box set, but that was expensive just to deal with. It. I think it's like hey, box sets. Yeah, it's like always yeah. like what three, four hundred. Yeah, this, but it came with ten albums, so that's, it's kind of that's pretty damn. Yeah, and and a book. It was like a book. They came out with two more since then. So I'm like, damn, Bowie, you're gonna. Make me broke here, killing me. That dude's dead as a doornail. He's yeah, still releasing shit. Yeah, it's crazy. They're like, how, what else Damn can we David, put out now? David, I thought we were boys. <laughs> that was bad. <sighs> Very bad. Bad but hilarious. What, uh, uh, what about you, Neil? What's the most I've dropped? Yeah, um, man. Let me guess. It was a Frost oh, album. I know, right? The <laughs> He dropped about a thrice piece on a thrice album. I, so I have I have two that I dropped a hundo on. One was thrice album. It was first press gold. It's limited to five hundred. First press gold of illusion of safety, and then the gold. other one gold. I like gold, but yeah. And then the second one was um, the. It's actually my like rarest one. Um, it's numbered to 50. No, it's either numbered to 30 or 50. And it's a, that a loss for words. Um, the kids can't lose, um, uh, album release show. And it was, I bought it off of the guitarist Mikey. So I, I, I swindle, I didn't swindle, but like he gave me a deal. He gave me a, um, a crew neck sweatshirt, um, the album and I remember a CD you telling us about that for a hundred bucks. And right a nice on pearl necklace and a nice pearl necklace. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's super sweet. And it's like not on the label that it was released on. It's on a small label that only pressed, I think like 200 240 total. And of the clear variant that I have, it's only 50, either 30 or 50. So, okay. Uh, it's pretty I be- cool. I bet when he sold that to you, you were just like at a loss for words, man. Shut, shut off. <laughs> um, for it's 
for me, I haven't really bought anything online no or in chat groups. Right? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I want to put my you, story in. <laughs> I'm actually Am I the new Mo right now? A massive vinyl collection. No. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a fucking huge vinyl collection. My granddad used to collect them all and like I inherited them all. It's like at my mum's right house, on. it's about like 10 boxes full. I don't know what's in there, but Jeez. I probably should actually go through and I might have some money in there. So yeah, probably. He, um, yeah, he, could. Yeah, yeah. he used to have a deal with the radio station. So all the like radio releases. Trey. Yeah. I need if, you're, if you're going to sell them, yeah. let us know first have a look. <laughs> before you go out <laughs> yeah, anywhere else. To send shit to you. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, I, like fifty bucks. I, I will pay but the shipping. In saying that, I've, I'll have like Australian releases, so they're probably even rarer. It's like me. Yeah. I got some fucking. Um, and then there's Michael Jackson one when he's black, and he's on the cover. Like it's printed onto the actual thing. I thriller. Don't, I don't know, I've seen that. Yeah, it's the Thriller one with him, okay, his black okay. man, black face on. On the fucking his chocolate vinyl. Face. That's Jesus pretty Christ. And then I got like, um, Johnny Cash and all that sort of shit back in the day. Okay, right that's, on. It's pretty cool. I don't know what's there though. I should probably look in there one day. Artie, what is the like? <laughs> I mean, cut me, uh, turn top, off all together. <laughs> oh, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, Trent. So, <laughs> the most expensive record. So yeah, Dre, tell us about those albums a little. <laughs> Yeah, I've also got, like, Fleetwood Mac and stuff now. <laughs> Yo, okay, if you, if you have a Fleetwood Mac album from, like, the fucking 70s, yeah, give that to me now. I fucking love Stevie Nicks, give, right? I, I will fight you for it. I'll break that collarbone again. I don't think he could. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could either. thicker than your arm, <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, uh... So, given, like... <laughs> given, like, the final game... He's I just I, I, I gave him I gave him a chance. He just didn't. He ran with it and went a different direction. So, yeah, so, so talk about. This like, is what I'm I want you to talk about. Way. You got into. Like, you said a while back, like you went into like flipping you records all. and shit back in the day. It's like a landslide with a buddy of yours. Of, talk about you flipping shit and talk about how like how I guess people jack the prices up on like limited releases and what out of your collection could you sell for the most amount of money if you jacked it up uh okay got a vinyl called dab mouth I need a- <laughs> <laughs> um, um so i guess the first the first part uh the um the, the flipping the records the selling the records yeah pe- people do uh definitely make a make a profit um on the record game um yeah but uh yeah a, a buddy of mine um kind of started rummaging through uh through the dollar bins and finding some cool uh clean releases of just some some name name brands and just even being modest of the price of it um started kind of making a little online storefront and selling stuff on there um didn't really go into too much of like current releases. It'd just be like, you know, cheaper stuff, but it was cool. Cause, uh, you know, some people not having record stores in certain areas, I guess, looking for certain things. And, uh, a lot of this record stores in Orlando happen to have a, a cool dollar bin inventory, like just bookshelves stacked of records of just people's collections, I guess were dumped off. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Dre's grandpa. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah. like that, that stuff. And just weird things. Like we sold like, uh, 
this one record store in Orlando would sell these mystery packs for like 10 records for like, uh, I think it was like eight bucks or something like that. And, um, it'd have like one or two good ones, like decent name releases and then just crap. And one, there was, a a bird call album, double LP bird call album. And I think we put it only up there for like four bucks to starting bid, but it ended up going up for like double or triple that for just the bird calling record. You know, it's like where it literally just called birds. Like it was, yeah, like- it was like something you, you know, you, like uh, if you were a, a bird watcher and you just like wanted to listen oh to God. bird calls, it was like <laughs> crazy, something from like the fifties or sixties. It's just Birdman coming out of left field. I imagine that's like not a hot thing in a release in a record store, you know, somewhere else. So, uh, that's you a know, they could get some tits. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it was cool. Cause in doing that too, finding stuff, to make my collection bigger and even my buddy's collection um, was was neat too because we kind of had first dibs on whatever we found. But um, you know, being sure we check both sides and we we test them all the way through. You know, we're not right. trying to, to to piss the, the buyers off. But you know, uh, it was it was neat. Kind of like brought in a brought in a little uh, money to get some other records and stuff like that. So. What was the, uh, the the other part? Was there the 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 second part? I think that's all. Oh, I the really... second. The second part was if you what were you like, what could you sell knowing oh. if you jacked up the price? What could you know? What do you know you uh, could get for that record? That Thrice album to Neil? <laughs> that most expensive. Yeah, uh, that Thrice yeah. album, honestly, to Neil. Along like, with... I'll give you a baby. <laughs> That's what... that, just to even trade like that. No hesitation with that one. Um, but I mean, yeah, that, that one definitely. Gay, but a Thrice album is a Thrice album, right? <laughs> Can make another baby. I can't make another that's, price album. That's forever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you get it? It's like it's like a third pressing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that one, that one definitely. I I uh, feel like you know, with it being very limited and then signed, could easily yeah. move for you know. I, I don't know what it would be priced at with it being signed. I feel like that would make it a little more. Um, one million dollars. Yeah, that would yeah, be all. I, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to let it go for that. Sorry, Neil. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't find out. <laughs> Neil would be the buyer. There's definitely some some other limited ones that I yeah I I have that um are cool. Like some of the uh, blink ones I have. I know people would probably uh, spend a little bit of money on just like limited to a hundred um, and just older pressing. There was a time where this label put out some awesome releases and then. They were gonna do uh, take off your pants and jacket, but then ran off with everybody's money, including Dude, mine. Dude, fuck that guy! Fuck that guy! Yeah. Which one? What, what was that? Mightier than a sword, right? Yeah, mightier than yeah, he also fuck him, Academy Dude. fight song. Um, but yeah, I uh, he did awesome stuff. He did like uh, Enema of the State and Dude Ranch and like 180 gram vinyl and like really nice gatefold jacket. Really, really good pressing. And then he was gonna do take off your pants and jacket with the with three seven inches including the six bonus songs so like two on each and then colored based off of like whatever because that album had like three variants even on cd when it originally came out um but uh yeah did that gave everybody like sorry there's a delay sorry there's a delay like a year later uh sorry there's a delay here's a discount code so you can like buy more of my shit because we're sorry and i bought another variant of it and another record and then I feel like a couple months later he just disappeared, and then no, he did, it, was, dude. it was so late you couldn't get your money back. I, yeah, it was a bummer. It yeah, was, uh, it really was like just angry. Like, like I'd never been that mad 
about buying a record in my life, dude. Yeah, me too. I hit up PayPal multiple times. I like went to the Better Business Bureau, whatever that would do. Damn, dude. dude, like PayPal recommended me doing yeah. it. And I was like heated because I've, I no joke, probably bought three. Yeah, I think he had two or three pressings of it, and I at least got the two or three, and then. Uh, I got a couple other ones. Um, like he did a census fail record, I feel like. Oh. Um, but he did some awesome releases. Uh, a brand new Devil and God. I think he did a version of that. Did like the Ataris. Uh, uh, the uh, what, uh, is forever, right? I, I I remember the Blue Hearts, Broken Skies one. I think he mm. did that one. But yeah, he did some cool like where he upgraded the original one, like the jacket and the presentation of it. It was just like a good a good thing. But yeah, it ran off with a lot of people's money. But I will give props to Shop Radio Cast because the people that bought that and pre-ordered it, they offered like a discount because they took over the pressing of it um, a little bit later and said if you bought it and can prove you paid for it, we'll like hook you up with a cheaper version of it. So that was kind of nice that they did that. That's but, um, dope. I ended up getting it anyway. But yeah, he, he made a lot of money. He's very hated by the record community uh, for that. And uh, not only that, but anybody who ordered anything in between that point. But yeah, he's apparently a shitty dude. Um, um, and you said that was the guy who did Animal Style, right? No, not Animal oh. Style. Uh, Academy oh, Fight Song. Academy Fight Song. Okay. <laughs> the best That's Animal gotcha. Style, too. Yeah. I had some in and out last night. It was delicious. What about um, you, Neil? About what? What's the most valuable uh, record you own? Uh, um, probably the... I've gotten offers for uh, $400 to sell my Alchemy Index pressing, and it's not signed or anything like that. So, really? Um, I did, however, sell... And this was insane. Elaine is listening right now like, Sell! Yeah. Sell! <laughs> know, right? Dude, so, so back in the day, like I had a bunch of a day to remember presses, like colored pressing, colored first presses. Nice. And I had one that was purple of for those who have heart. And I was like a senior in college and I was just kind of hard up for cash. And I was, and at that point they had come out with what separates me from you. So I was like, man, fuck this yeah. band. And then I put it up on eBay. I put it up for like 20 bucks and it just went and went and went. I ended up selling it for 95 bucks. And I was like, is this dude a fucking moron? Cause you can go to the victory store and buy this same damn variant for 20 bucks. <laughs> so he bought it used and I shipped it down to some guy in Florida. You might know him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I sold that one and then, um, I would like, I'll tell my wonder Years story again for everybody who doesn't know. I was like a huge wonder years guy. Like that was my fucking band, like from their very first album with about to get fruit punched homie. And then through Didn't the you used to see them. Oh yeah. Didn't you yeah. used to see them in like 40, like there's like only four, 40 yeah, people. In I was the just crowd trying to say, and I went to a show like right after the upsides came out. Um, I went to a show at a Ruritan club in town and somebody got in a fight and soupy just dropped the mic and left and just walked out and we're all standing there like well fuck like soupy we we all just paid 15 ducks to come into 15 bucks to come into the show so like yeah ducks like quack and then, um, so like right after that, I put all of my Wonder Year shit up on eBay and <laughs> sold it for like close to 150, 175 bucks. It was like two or three records and like the books that he came out with. So 
I've done a, I've done a decent bait and switch, but then I got like screwed one time where like, I put up like a hit the lights jam, and I bought. I think I paid like fifteen or twenty bucks for it at like Fye, and I put it up for like uh, you know how like you like the starting bid like you know nine dollars right, and it's like buy it now like uh, twenty dollars you know, so of course motherfucker bid nine dollars. And it was free shipping, so like I sold the dish for like, and I was like, "Damn, for that much, I might as well just keep it." And so I just, but I was an idiot and like listed it for just way less than what it was worth. I reckon so. like that oh, yeah, November album would have to be worth more now, though. Like, it's well, maybe because it's a first press, but I mean, you can only like, for that go reason. To, go to go to Victory's uh, store, dude. They're all over the place. Yeah, you can get all of those records for first press. What I didn't, what I didn't know was that they stopped pressing. Um, you know, like we're in like a, like, it, for lack of better words, it's like a Silverstein fan club group, and like everybody who got into collecting vinyl late because they're like fucking teeny weenies, um, they can't find um, short songs. Uh, their first two albums. Yeah. And yeah. I bought all of their records off the Victory Store, with the exception of like two of them. So apparently, Victory stopped pressing a bunch of shit too. So I don't know. It's yeah, just I'm weird too. How, for those ones, actually, <laughs> it, it's uh, teeny weeny. <laughs> uh, like it, it's just weird to see how like labels don't like like you would think, especially with Tony being such like a fucking money hungry bastard, he would keep pumping them bitches out. You know what I mean? Like. They sell them for 15 20 bucks a pop, and I, they, I guarantee you they cost like 8 or $9 to make. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of cool to see that, and like kind of speaking to what Artie was saying, like having limited runs of everything. So, yeah. like that's that's just another like, pl- like plus to the but whole then, like, I guess if they game, just keep, you know? They don't want it to become huge again, like the whole vinyl scene. Like, I don't yeah. think any because uh, then they can't charge as much. Is it, if vinyl becomes such a huge market again? Tell that tell that to brand new, bro. As soon as they yeah. announced that second pressing of Deja and Tandu, them motherfuckers went wild, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, those the, things are. Then just again, pumping, there is but, that story where the first pressing of uh, the Devil and God like sold for four hundred. Yeah, for first pressing yeah, kind no, of thing, yeah. right? Like people go but insane the hype. for like that's why shit. they do the limited release. They only do yeah. like what a couple thousand or whatever it is for their first and then I everyone gets so fu- I already I had a like, yeah. I already had a copy of that looking to get some some money from I like because I asked about it I think I did sell that one I think I got nice. it uh, which it was out of the first pressing I think I sold it for like 175 damn yeah dude I think I only the, have that was part of the purge <laughs> that dude so I still have like three other copies of it, so it's I'll be all right. Shit. My bro, my brother got me that as like a Christmas present when it first came out, and it was a first press, and it was like, and so like when he got that for me, it was like when I was transitioning out of brand new because Jesse Lacey was just a fucking turd to everybody. Yeah. And I just threw it up oh, on eBay for like Nielden. twenty bucks, and it sold. And I was oh, like, cool. Man. And now I'm just like, now I was like, I like. You know, three four years ago, I went back and I was like, "Let me see what I could have made," and it was just, it was, it was just a basic black pressing too. The only thing I, I think I only own three different vinyls that are like special pressings, which is the silver scene one for Dead Reflection, the uh, 
black, orange, and yeah, the black and orange splatter. Yeah. Uh, the obviously the new brand new one with the blue and uh, red, and then the Alexis on Fire Crisis Anniversary one that they released last year. Nice. I think those are the only three I got. But yeah. I, the the Crisis one's actually my most valuable one right now, which is going for a hundred bucks. Nice. That, dude, too. that that box set, man. I wanted to get one of those so bad. And the Amber box set. Yeah. I like I like those, man. Like Bad Religion released so I mean Bad Religion punk band been around for like 30, 35 years, right? Yeah. Well like they have like their second album is this like bullshit, like just garbage album called Into the Unknown, and it's not punk at all. And they like it, it was so bad, like received in the scene that they just stopped selling it and like stored them in a warehouse. Like they wouldn't even sell it to people if they asked them, and so they pretty much just got destroyed or whatever, like in moves and shit. And so in the Bad Religion thirty year box set, they re released that album, and it's like the only time. It's like the only way you can get. It's like the only second pressing of it, and the only way you can pretty much get it without spending like two hundred, three hundred bucks on an original pressing so it's just crazy how like that game is man like such a rare like album that people probably don't want to listen to but they just want to say they have it you know what i mean yeah yeah i have a lot of those it's, yeah it, even a bizarre story well like with the bad religion thing uh pinhead gunpowder i don't know if yeah. you are uh, familiar but uh it's B- billy joe from green day's like side project um awesome band uh but, like older band and for whatever reason uh, they had all their releases recalled and destroyed, and um, they're like harder to find now. And I, I wonder why. I don't know why they did that, but uh, it's cool. It's because it makes it limited, but you have no idea how many right pressings are left. Yeah, so it's if you if you have ever stumbled across any, I saw one of those in Amoeba, Amoeba a couple weeks ago too. But I already had that. But you're just like, oh wow, what's this doing here? It's like a you know spot, spotting a rarity right there. Right. Actually, one one more thing when it comes to vinyl, uh, and this is more of the the signing aspect of it. Would you guys buy a signed copy of a vinyl off someone else, or would you be like, "No, I need this signed myself"? I'd buy a fucking signed copy in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've done. I've picked. I've actually been pretty fortunate to have a couple like CDs. Like I've been able to pick up signed CDs at you uh, used uh, CD stores. Like I've got a signed copy of. Um, Remember right now with Spitalfield, um, I've got a signed copy of Homegrown, that old drive-through band. Um, their first CD. Uh, what else? I've got a copy of. Um, oh, I've got a. Um, I picked up a copy of Less Than Jake's Pezcore that was signed. Okay. Even though I already had a signed copy that I got signed myself, <laughs> I just bought it because it was signed. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Of okay. I, I guess. I guess it depends on the aspect of it too. Because like, because I know. Because uh, Neil, you put me into that one merch group, uh, the one vinyl group, and I remember seeing yeah, all these beings and o- yeah, I remember seeing all these beings and ocean ones sign. Yeah. It's like I couldn't do it because it's just like, what? Because it, yeah, it's cool buying a, a signed copy of something. Because when it comes to like, someone said I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, Hardly. man. I don't like a left but, fine by them for me. Only me. 
Hey. Fucking idiot. I, 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 I <laughs> think he put it right on the, the fucking nail. Maple syrup, cunt. <laughs> yeah, eh? Uh, <coughs> fucking um, beat you with my hockey stick, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good uh, conversation there. I'm I'm happy with that. that was, I'm, like, ex- excited about that. I'm about to go start fucking listening to shit right now on record. Like, fuck this schoolwork I gotta do. Okay, hook up um, my Bluetooth. Well, like, uh, we appreciate you coming on, Artie. Thanks for uh, going into the details about that. That's actually, like, I'm actually really, really... I didn't know that about the... Um, like the Jack White stuff, like putting different songs, yeah, really like cool. where the needle. Yeah, that was like, interesting. Cool. There's, there's a video on YouTube somewhere. It's Ooh. like gives the rundown of everything that one record does, and it's crazy because it's just like one after another. There's, I, I can't remember them all, but it's just you're like, oh wow, I didn't know you could do that with with vinyl. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I check that out if you want to see what else. It's really cool. And I'll go ahead and give you a plug if you guys ever want to get some sweet records look up uh, infinity rec on ebay or discogs so if you guys want to search his shit and see if there's anything you want to trade or anything you want to buy from him so <laughs> i'll Thank probably look plug. into it definitely yeah man yeah um, just hit me up yeah dude uh, well thanks for coming on man i definitely appreciate it yeah, thanks for uh, having you, me bro. nerd out about records. Hey kids, gather around, I want to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, come on, clap your hands, here we go. Clap, clap, one, two, three, four. Stop being afraid, stop being afraid, Just listened to Cover Girl by this week's undiscovered band, The Ongoing Concept. A few years ago, a friend said, Hey, you kind of seem to like metalcore and folk music, right? So I might have the band that's just for you. My reply was, What the hell is this? Folkcore? Is that really what I'm listening to? And I started reading a bit about this band. I found out that they are from Idaho and that all of their local shows have been in Boise. Hmm, now where have I heard that name before? For their second album, Homemade, they decided to go with the do-it-yourself attitude, literally, since they even took it as far as to cut down a pine from their backyard and make their own instruments. That's pretty rad if you ask me. Same unconventional concept goes for every song in the records. Mixing your everyday country folk verses with heavy breakdowns and lyrics that would make your friends ask since when did you start doing drugs? Now they have released their third album about two weeks ago and it's called Places. Check it out.
gonna go, oh, I am the prince, you know, the prince of something original. Oh, away from home, nobody knows where I'm gonna go, oh, I am the prince, you know, the prince of something original. We've done something like this before. We're just writing the coattails of another song. So, no, I don't want to do this one. And there we go. Another no-nonsense episode. Now, for this week's shout it goes to my guitar tech, Matt Carlo, who took a beaten up guitar I had and returned it even more beaten up, but working properly. Now I can butcher songs again, thanks to you and your questionable skills. It was as if a blind drunken person attempted to polish the frets with a t-shirt. By the way, the back cover of the volume and tone knobs is missing, and I'm sure it's sitting right in your PRS guitar because it seems to fit it perfectly, you cunt. Yeah. 